We are fortunate to tell these stories on the traditional lands of the Yalakit Willem, a clan of the Bulwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture, and we pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging, and through them to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. In this episode, we make our way from Leverton Park down Kiora Street and past the old Leverton Primary School. And on the way, I'm joined by the girls from the Leverton Magpies Football Club. And we'll find out what it's like to be female pioneers in a suburban club. Welcome to the Hobson's Bay QR Walks. Your safety is important to us, so please remain aware of your surroundings as you walk the curated path and listen to the series. You can find more information about your path if you scroll down the page past the sponsors. Supporting a local merchant on your walk means supporting an entire community, so do pop into a shop on your walk, even if it's just to say good day. A lot of community building is going on at AB Shore Reserve, or Laverton Park, as it is known to the long-term locals, or The Nest, as it is known to the Laverton Magpies Football Club. The addition of the Auskick Clinic, a new netball team and a new women's football team has seen the revitalisation of community here in recent years. I'm joined by the president of the club and some of the players to share their experience of community within a football club in 2021. Abby. You're the captain of the senior women's team. How did you get involved with women's football? So the team has only been around for a few years now. In 2017, I actually was working for AFL Victoria at the time um, as a game development officer. And my role was to help build the Laverton Auskick um, program at the time. And I met somebody that was um, wanting to try and get Laverton to have a women's football team. Um, so myself and this person and two other ladies, we really band together and worked really hard to um, put it out there to, to the community. We weren't sure if it was going to take off and it took a little bit of time, but um, it was about June or July, I think, from memory. We held a come and try day and we were just blown away by the numbers of, of ladies and um, girls that did come down. So we, yeah, we really, we weren't sure how it was going to go, but it was positive from then on in. And we trained for the rest of that year and then we were able to play in 2018. So I just feel like, um, yeah, from there, we've just continued to grow and build and it's so great to see where we are today. Okay, girls, how are the men's team responding to the introduction of a new team at the club? And what's it like to be part of a footy club as a player? Oh, look, they've been at every one of our practice matches so far. They turned out in really big numbers to watch us um, play practice match um, about a week ago. It's a really supportive um, environment and they've it's very much one club. You know, sometimes we've trained together, um, the, the men's coach is very much in trying to help us become a better team and a, and a better better players. It, it does feel like a giant big family where everyone is kind of interconnected and can rely on one another. And it's sort of like a big supportive hug of from people from all different walks of life kind of coming together 
three times a week um, and just kind of having fun but working towards something and working towards something together. So it feels pretty special. I think it is that um, friendly community vibe that uh, we really do feel like neighbours and like we all, yeah, help each other out. We're all, we all get to know each other and there is that kind of community spirit and I just feel like it really connects you to um, not only each other and just the community in general, like you uh, feel like you're all a part of that. Stephanie, your uncles played at the club and your dad played as a junior. Now you're a player in the first women's team and you're the president of the club. How did that come about and what do your family think of you playing football? I was driving down around the corner one day and I've come past a, a sign that says senior women's football. And I'd been talking to my friend a couple, my best friend a couple days prior and I was like, this is an omen. We're talking about it, you know, we watch AFL women's like... Oh, we've heard that there's clubs going around, you know, starting up and, you know, wouldn't be mine getting involved in one. I just hope it happened to drive around the corner from my house and I was like, what the hell? There's a sign right there that literally says come and join women's football and I took a photo of it. I still have the photo five, year, five years later on my phone of that day where I drove past and I took a photo going, you know what, I'm, I'm just so that I have the number, I'm going to go to the come and try day. And I went down to the club and had the come and try day and I went home to my husband. I was like, that was the best thing I've ever done in my life. I'm so glad that I... Uh, I've never had a sport where so much, so many people are around me. I've played individual sports all my life and I've never had a sport where every single person, there's so many people around me telling me how good I was or, you know, how to improve and it was so fantastic. And it just proves you how much, you know, I got sucked in and I rang up my, uh, my best friend that I'd been talking to and I'm like, you need to get down next minute. She's down, all my other friends down, their friends are down and I've got no one left to invite to football because they're literally all of them are at the football club. And uh, that's a perfect example of the family that the football club is. And um, football has just become so important in my life that you get sucked in. That's probably the word that you would use. You get sucked in. One minute you're looking at a sign going, yeah, I might go and try that. Then you're on the team. Then you're on the committee. Next minute you're president. Yeah, and and it makes a big and it makes a big deal, you know. That's something I could be proud of, and the history of the club um, makes me feel proud to be involved in the football club because um, it's got such a strong history. My grand, uh, my uncles played at the club. My uh, my dad played as a junior uh, as a, at the football club at Laverton Magpies. So it's everything um, to my family um, to be involved in the Laverton Magpies. Another community hub in the area is located in the oldest building in Altona Meadows, the old Leverton Primary School. Graham Riley is the president of the Altona Leverton Historical Society. Graham, tell me a bit about the history of the school. The Leverton Primary School has an interesting history. And again, if you talk about firsts, normally with suburbs, it takes quite some time for an education department to, to actually build a school building. Now, one of the advantages that Laverton had when it was developed as a, a suburb, and, and again, this was 1886, was that the land developers had already allocated a block of land for a school to be built. In about October 1886, the first request to the department went to build the school. By 
1887, the school was running in a local church building. By May 1888, a tender had gone out and a local builder from Footscray got the job to build the school. And by October 1888, the school building was built and ready to start operating as a school. For a suburb or a town to get started and established and in two years, they've got a school building and a school teacher and education is happening in a, a town or a suburb was an incredible feat for the people of that area. This was a single room school with two teachers educating children from grade one to what we would call today year eight or the old form two, all in one classroom. You know, a hundred and... 32 years later, we have a connection in Laverton, and in fact, the only connection in Laverton that connects the community to the 19th century settlers. Jody is the president of the Altona Meadows Community Association. Jody, what is going on in the old school these days? The Laverton Schoolhouse is actually in Altona Meadows. Um, our, our committee uh, meets there fairly regularly and we run courses there, but also people have parties there, you know, birthday parties and um, there's lots of activity there. So it's, it's a great, it's, it's actually a most beautiful space, very calm and quiet and, and it's fully restored. The council's put all that money into it to get it up and running. It's really like a really lovely space. Everyone that goes there loves it. And it's got um, quite a lot of information on the walls around the history of the of the suburb and um, who went to school and all that sort of stuff there as well. So it's it's a beautiful space and if anyone wants it, they should rent it. <laughs> Despite how old the teams and buildings are in the area, there's a new energy in the air in Eltona Meadows. There's a vibrancy and a sense of community that a new generation are bringing to the neighbourhood. You could say it's having its second boom in a way. There's no doubt it is an exciting time to be part of Altona Meadows. The best secret down there is um, there's a beautiful walk up the back of um, AB Shore Reserve and it's along the train line and you would think that it would be really grungy and gross but it's actually beautiful. It's like being in in England walking along the uh, waterways where the ducks just glide along and you can hear, hear all the birds chirping in the trees overhanging the water and it's it's spectacular like really nice place to be but you wouldn't even know it's there most people don't even know it's there this project has been produced with the support of the louis joel arts and community center the altona leverton historical society newport community hub recording studio and by the Hobsons Bay City Council to its Make It Happen grant program. Directed and written by Gina Kennedy, sound production by Alex Amster and narrated by me, Libby Tanner, with contributions from over 50 members of the Hobsons Bay community. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to look out for the other QR codes in Hobsons Bay. There's always another story to be told. <laughs>